0: Welcome to that one time in business with me, your host, Casey Renee, a creative director and brand strategist who has a million and one stories and lessons to share. Now, remember, these are teachable moments with a twist and a laugh. So, let's get started. Okay, so, boom, I already said season two. We're going to have guests. It's Steve. You mean go, you Steve, or Steve, in?
1: Steve Moe, man. Call me what the people know, Steve Moe. Okay,
0: Steve Moe. All right, so. We're just gonna jump right into it because, baby, we got stories to tell.
1: We do. We do. Let's go. Let's get it. We got stories to tell. Listen, if if we're talking entrepreneurship, if we're talking a journey, if we're talking about no days off, this story is gonna really give it to you in a multitude of ways. And in as best way as I can, I wanna really um, say that this was one of my earlier clients. Uh, To be transparent, the Morrison Group started in 2018, right? Okay. Um, I sat on it for like a year. I was finishing grad school. So in 2019, I took my first client. And then within my first three clients, this particular company um, didn't exist anywhere uh, on the internet, really. Um, They were a very peculiar company where um, they were a little older. They had no internal social media person. And so they decided to tap into the Morrison Group's ability to grow social platforms at an organic and high rate. But their expectation, um, their expectation was to see overnight success in their online on their online sales simply because they were now tweeting and posting videos and all these different things that if you don't know anything about the Internet, you would have a you would have an idea that. Uh, when well, you have a misconception, as they did, that the moment you put something out there, it's going to catch fire and people are going to react and and do what you ask them to do. You know, react on that call to action. Well, we're that's
0: because we're genies. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, right, right. But in on all honesty, you have to you have to build up momentum and build a community around who you are first before you can even expect people to take action. And I guess the, the biggest Learning lesson in, in this particular story, and and how, what I'll uncover is, I should have done a better job of coaching my client along the way, because while I thought I did enough in the overall presentation to secure the contract, uh-huh. literally there was a disconnect. Because when I would go and do work, and a lot of times some of it was remote, they'll see it and then they'll expect results immediately after. And I think if I would have spent more time on the front end. Mm-hmm. Really explaining how the internet works to someone that struggled to put together a Facebook post, and I would have been in a better place, and probably we would have ended on a better on a better note.
0: We we love a good self awareness around here. <laughs>
1: hey, look, I, I try to. I always try to look at it like you know the the glass half full, right? Uh, both sides of the coin. Like they were a very interesting group to work with, and Ugh. a lot of times a pain in my ass. But at the same time, it was like, did I really give them all of me once I would really get annoyed? Because I could have like, yes, there are some mechanisms and things I could have used to allow their, you know, posts to reach a certain demo at a higher rate versus being stuck in my want to be organic ways. Yeah. But in all honesty, if, if knowing that they started to expect results within like a week's time of putting up a post, which is not realistic, um, I just should have managed that expectation a little better.
0: Yeah, I think that even like it's good that we have self awareness, but I I definitely have noticed that like you know we love the Bible, but that you know water into wine, you know people just feel like you get it with anything, and I'm like you know no, we're not God. no. <laughs>
1: listen, listen. So here's the thing though, I was so we I was able to bring them a community. So I, I grew this community very organically on Instagram. It worked. This is like month number three. And so the contract was a six month contract, right? Uh-huh. And at the end of six months, we had the option to review the first six, see if we're going to extend in all agreements there, or I gave him a third option of um, you know, if you want, we could just get, if you don't want to commit to a year, you could pay as you go until you felt like the services are needed because I understood how lean his business was. So basically, uh-huh. just think of um if you're in a particular industry, in this case, let's say Motorsports, right. And you specialize in a particular part that is very essential to wins and losses across motorsports. This could Ugh. be engines, wheels, whatever, right? Um, when you don't have a community around you and nobody knows you exist, and, it's, and this is a very competitive market, then you're not, you're not going to like make any sales when it comes to your internet. You have yeah. no internet market. You have not even internet marketing. You have no marketing period. You're not doing no radio ads, no st- print ads. People only know you if you're either one winning, whatever, yep. and you're with the winning team, regardless of what industry or what side you're on. That's why our race has sponsors and stuff like that. But then they're also not going to know you and uh, discover you if you have no presence outside of your brick and mortar. And they didn't. Yeah. And so we grew this community from 200, sub 200 to about 12,000 in like four months.
0: That's great. And,
1: no, it's amazing. No, that's amazing. Now I attach them to the most, I attach this business to one of the most iconic people in racing in this particular genre of racing. And so it was easy for them to see how an influencer and a social media strategy and a content calendar can really help their online presence, which in turn can create this community where people are constantly discussing your products. And constantly looking at your videos and constantly commenting on your content. And then at the end of that, once you built that up and it becomes an organic spinning door of new ads and new ads, once you get there, that's when you go and you put out the ads in front of them and expect 10% of that community to actually buy something. So we got to the very end and then there was a lot of impatience there. And I think they really felt like they were not getting the value you know for what they were paying me now i'm not gonna lie i'm not cheap but i and,
0: we, and, and shouldn't be <laughs> i i'm not cheap, I, mean,
1: I ain't i ain't cheap you know what i mean so
0: emmy will win it you know, know what i mean
1: you know what i mean like I, I, this thought this this come with a, a bag so you know but honestly speaking the work really did reflect the, the number in the across the market like if you get an in-house social media managers uh you know somebody that's basically creating your entire deal from start to finish, you're going to pay month over month. And so they didn't see the results because I didn't, you know, one, the results were, we were just getting there. And then two, um, it was, it was not just getting there, but now we had to strategically come up with a marketing plan that's going to work to these people that we've, that we've gathered here. So now i got to learn who's in your community. That was very, very pretty much. You know, a couple of weeks, you figured it out. The numbers don't lie, and uh, I, I think the conversion like, rates. Yeah, exactly. Your conversion rates, and I, and I, and I really feel like uh we were right on the cusp of getting to the point where now we're starting to influence your bottom line. And then right before that, he was just like, "You know what? Let's just stop." And I was like, "Hey, you know what? We're at the end. We got another week, and then we're at the six month mark. I'm good, bro. That's no no love lost. Like I would never." Publicly,
0: you made him finish pay the balance and stuff, though, right? I mean,
1: yeah, was, yes. It took a little minute to get that last payment. Nah, no, it was like pulling teeth out of a well. I ain't gonna lie. And that's when I was like, "Yo, dog, so uh, room to come pick it up." Day, tomorrow, right. I
0: tell you, you could put, you can, you can send unpaid balances to small businesses to collections.
1: My lawyer told me that, and I didn't know that then. But he was like, "Yeah, you can send that to small claims court or some shit." I was like, "Oh." okay well let me let me see how long it takes so It took talking about two weeks two weeks after the six month mark to pay the last
0: so let me ask you something were there any like when you started were there like really big red flags with him because i know sometimes i'll go into business and i'll be like like everything just it, it it looked good on paper the conversations the meetings the consultations like everything just be so good but like and then next thing you know, it's like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde situation. Were there any like red flags when you first started, or was it great? Well,
1: yeah, um, there were some red flags early on. There were, there were, I mean, there were a couple. The biggest one, you know, when I went into this negotiation and presentation, it, on my end, it's it's hey, here is <laughs> here is this plan, right? I did a I did a very comprehensive plan. I broke down what the first month will look like. Um, what the first 90 days will look like, right? And I realized I was talking way above their heads. And that's when that was the first red flag. I was like, Uh oh, this might be a little bit too much for them. And they're just like deer in the head, like shaking their head. Didn't really ask any questions about how I was going to do it. They were just like, hey, we trust you guys. You tr- we trust you specifically so much. You know, whatever the rates are. Now, I, I broke the rates down on the graph. I'm talking about I went in there with a, a monitor. I put it up big for them to really understand what they're paying for and how this is going to look. And it, it really got it to, okay, the first 30 days, we're going to come up with a messaging strategy and create your assets. Right. I really showed them everything. And when I started, I think, breaking down the terminology and because they really know what they know, but outside of what they know, they didn't know shit. It was just like.
0: Yeah, I get overwhelmed. I be like, uh, this is, you speaking Spanish. Like, but that's really why it's important that you have to, like, work alongside people that you trust or, like, you've been really following and have, like, good testimonials or whatever because if I don't know anything about anything, like, I'm right now, I'm in the midst of doing my retirement. I'm finishing up. And when I tell you, I see those forms, and every time I respond to them forms, I feel bad. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what this means. Is this right? And she's like, Yeah, let's just hop on a call, like, blah, blah, blah. And I need that because I don't know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) Like, I'm just a, like you said, I'm a deer in head. I know. I know, right?
1: And it's, and, and and so that was the first red flag that I put to the back of my head that I should have, I should have paid more attention to early on. But that that let me knew right there that um, no matter what, I, I had to really dumb things down and even when I said it, I need to make sure that it hit home because if not, once they feel like um, this, you know, whiz kid of a black man is, you know, telling them different strategies and then as soon as it disconnects with the results that they think they want to see, um, there's not going to be much explaining I could do if I didn't catch them in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, they already yeah. even have their premeditated, you know, thoughts because of whatever reason, right? Um, but all I can say is these older, 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 older guys were not, um, they were not privy to what the internet could really do until it was, we were in the midst of it. And then even then, at this point, I've created an entire graphics package um, and entire different slogan and I guess uh one-liners, mo- uh things that match the brand.
0: You yeah, was doing work work. <laughs> oh no, I was doing work
1: now. Let me wait, tell you, wait, 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 wait. People think. People think you just wake up and just fire off posts. Like, nah, bro. Like we had a, a content calendar, I had Facebook automation posts going on. I had uh various yeah. call to action, started making original graphics for like giveaways. Like I was doing the entire marketing job. This is not this is not a game yeah. now. This is this is real work. And so um, at this point, you know, probably about month four or five, uh, no, I would say mo- three months in all, everything's done. That, that uh-huh. actually what I said I was going to do at the end of the 90 days is done. And then it was like, they still weren't really seeing the results that they wanted. And I understand because this, this market that you're marketing to, um, like I said, it's a, it's a competitive space. And so if, if your people aren't, um, excelling in certain areas, like they should, then people are reluctant to purchase these things, right? So it doesn't matter what your marketing is. It's like they have to see results. Like you see the result, you hear the marketing, then you go get the product, right? Um, So at this point, things were, there was little movement, just not enough or not what they wanted to see in, in this particular niche market. And so it was, then the second red flag appeared. And then when it was time to cut the check, it was... I'm either not available or, um, yeah, I'll come by and get it at this. You gotta day.
0: start this auto pay, man. Uh,
1: right, but but see, <laughs> the way this business worked, the way this business worked is they had uh, an ability to pay me in in that manner, and me being young and being green, you know, yeah. trying, to, trying to close the deal and not wanting to show any type of, um, I guess, pushback. Right, this is early, no, any again,
0: reluctance.
1: Yeah, yes. so this is very early in my entrepreneurship uh, space. Although at this point, I still had t- I was wrapping up at ten years at ESPN, but it was it was a transition, right? I wanted to do right by my first, well, one of my first clients, and I wanted to be successful. And, and you know, I was a lot of that is also fear too, right? There's a little bit of fear there, and so excuse me. Um, when we finally got to the point where we were negotiating how the money would be distributed i should have spoke up in that moment but i yeah. didn't and so i was i was getting these traditional checks that i got to go to a particular you know place and cash them and you know they do the little password shit and all right cool um but honestly speaking i got all of my checks that i was due it just it became a hindrance and made it almost no I don't, it more-
0: I don't even shake down even take checks no more <laughs> You
1: no, know, you, know, you should now. Now again, this is like three. This is like three years ago now. But now, yeah, I feel,
0: I, was like, I don't do checks, man. I feel
1: you. I feel you. I know better now. Listen, now it's all about when uh, you
0: know. When you know better, you do better.
1: Oh, well, absolutely. <laughs> I've never, I've never did that. I've never again, though. At this point, I'm taking like strong deposits early. You know what I mean? Like depending on the scope of the project. And uh yeah, this is that. was my first and only check client. I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, I had these. Um, I have like checkpoints. So I'll do 50% upfront, and then in two weeks, then 25%. And then if you're corporate in another two weeks, it's the last mm-hmm. 25. But if you're a small business, then when we're done, it's the last 25. I like that. So, I like that. yeah, maybe I want my 75% by the first two <laughs> weeks
1: because sure
0: eggs are expensive. <laughs> I got things to pay for
1: very very and uh you know even even in this part though the, and that's a good idea uh the way you really brought that down especially getting the 75 percent up front now i'm i'm a 50 50 guy it's just easier right well it depends on again the scope of the work now sometimes, yeah sometime now i've been i've been um successful at uh-huh. negotiating the entire month's fee because the relationship is so strong especially with a reoccurring uh client so at that point, it's just um what we wiring this money to, and it's it's yeah, it. like I, I like that i like I like that too. um been on a been on a roll with with those, but to bring it back, um, I learned a valuable lesson uh from that entire experience, and it's one. Uh, no cash no checks transactions anymore no cash no ass. <laughs> no no because nah, the way my accountant and my my finances are set up my my accountant said uh I need to see a paper trail my boy um <laughs> so we're not doing any more handle with this uh yeah. or any 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 client friendly contracts I mean look get what you asked for that's the biggest thing I'm no longer going to negotiations feeling nervous about not getting the deal no this is my standard this is my price. Yeah. This is what I expect, and uh, th- like it's not personal; it's business, bro. It, like I just, you know,
0: and then yes. it, it's 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 so funny, especially because when you do have those moments where yes, we are green and we're still learning, it just sucks. It, it just bothers me because everybody has to start from somewhere, like scratch. Right. Everybody has always start from scratch. It doesn't matter what you're doing. But for some reason, when you get into these situations and you need your money, I don't understand how, like, businesses try to get over on you. Like, you were never me, you know? I and that it's it's something that always bothers me where it's like, and I believe in business karma where it's like, okay, you know, color purple, do you do baby? You, you know, like, oh, no. every, <laughs> yeah, it's like you're going to get it too. But I just, I just, as an entrepreneur and a small business owner, I just could never understand like you started from scratch too you wouldn't want nobody to treat you like this so why are you playing with payments right and it it's very it's very disheartening at the same time you know and it it, if you don't have the right business mindset or temperament it could really make you be like i don't want to do this shit like like i don't want to do this
1: yeah yeah no and i I had those moments um like early in that same time frame of even coming off of that client um, being reluctant to go get another one in the similar vein. Um, okay. And then I just, and then I changed my entire approach. I took about four months before I took any other clients. Now, mind you, this entrepreneurship journey is still coinciding with my, my nine to five. The good thing is that my nine to five, allowed me to sustain and not feel the true entrepreneurship pressure early on. So uh-huh. I, just, I had an unfair advan- uh, an unfair advantage where the entrepreneurship was something I was passionate about and a great revenue stream. But it wasn't my only one. Obviously, I was fortunate enough to have a a, a job and a and a working you know spouse, right? So uh, it was pressure because a lot of it self inflicted pressure, and and my expectations and standards are high, so I wanted to do well, right? But it wasn't uh, my livelihood, so it allowed me to to step away for four months, yeah. Really, really look at it like from a thousand foot view, and then very much so into the details. So it was like I, I was able to do that and reflect because I had that safety net of having other revenue. But honestly speaking, um, you know, I think I took an a entrepreneurship uh, or entrepreneurial, you know, cheat route. Right. Because. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't all the way in on it. Uh, but I will say it still taught me valuable lessons like in the entire approach within that four months. It was very intentional in making sure that the next time I got a client, which at the my very next client was the biggest uh, revenue I've ever gotten from a client, mm-hmm. month over month. Um, the next time I would get one, I would approach it differently so that I could be one very effective, and then two, um, less pressure and in, in a great area from the client because we are both on the same page. Like we're very much so locked in with what's about to happen and what are the expectations. And then we started having more reoccurring meetings. So the second client I treated very much so like my projects that I'm getting paid yeah. because it was it was it was like I can't. I can't be lesser because it's my business. I have to be, I have to treat this just, just like I'm doing it. If there's a a big company behind it or a big brand or a lot of a a certain type of expectation. And if I treat it with this type of energy, my results are going to show up, right. My clients are going to be more um, satisfied along the way. And again, I'm not cutting no corners. So uh, another valuable lesson that came out of my one of my one of my first clients uh, one of my first three clients is that um, you got to approach everything like it's your biggest project you know you yeah, can't that's very true you can't um, you can't cruise control you know nothing even if you don't even if you're green like you got to go on that shit hungry and and
0: yeah yeah I mean that I think that that's entrepreneurship and business and everything just as a whole because it's a doggy dog world. So if they feel like if if they smell fear, like they're gonna be like, can Eat you handle line. this? And it could be something really small that you like do with your eyes closed. But if you even go in with like the the wrong checks and balances, and they're not together, they'll be like, nah, you you can't handle this. And to your point when you had said that you know you were lucky that you had your nine to five and things like that, I know. So the. Podcast listeners are like a split vote. Some are in nine to five, so side hustles, or some are fully immersed. But it's it's really a testament that how you you could tell like you really do have the entrepreneurial spirit because a lot of people once that like hiccup that came they'd be like yeah this shit was fun but I'm out <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I'm good I don't I don't need this like I don't need this and I know that it especially when you're fully immersed in, like I'm I'm a hundred percent. You know, at this point, I tell people I'm I'm not even I'm unemployable at this point. Yeah, I just I I I can't. If you if you go back to episode one, you're full on. baby, it's a wrap. You know, I'm I am unemployable. So with that being said, you know to to feel like you get hit, and have to stand back up. You know, it, it's good that you could tell that it meant something to you, and that's yeah. probably why your company and your group is thriving now because. Of you be you know the resilience in it because sometimes people get hit and I'd be like yeah young. and I, I have to tell people this all the time especially like my mentees I'm yeah. like this shit ain't for everybody it's like not. It's she not. like I, I just want a nine to five and I say and do it because the world needs people to yeah. have nine to fives like the world needs this to continue to go so I like the I like to hear what it sounds like from somebody who does have a safety net because. Everybody wants to say, well, because you have a safety net, you don't go as hard. But that's not always oh, true. You still do yeah, go as hard.
1: Yeah, you go even I think, you know, I'm going even harder because I'll compartmentalize, although a lot of my work looks the same because it's it's the marketplace is entire is the entire sports ecosystem. So um there's not even any overlap because what I do in my nine to five is totally different than what I'm doing on the entrepreneur uh ship track. Um, but what I would say and I'm just basing it off on my last two or three clients, right? Uh My last two or three clients were all in New York City, all right? And these clients range from uh, really big networks Uh to uh, really big, reputable uh, digital media, sports um, content creators um, or sports business content creators. So those were were really uh, big clients of mine. And to get that, I had to do, I had to work double time. So I'm working my nine to five and then I'm, I am have to be present in New York. So I'm luckily my nine to five was fully remote. So I'm in New York City. You know, I'm in boardroom meetings. I'm in, yeah. in talent related meetings. I'm in all kinds of meetings. And then I'm going to sign, you know, talent. My particular job in this world is to sign talent for network television. And that was for, for three months and it was a six month contract. But for the first three months, um that was a like every single day. Like there was no weekend off. There was no it was yeah. a grind. Every time I could find time, it was grinding. Like if I can't sleep at night, two or three hours working through some stuff so I could be as more efficient when I wake up or the next day. So that one I definitely with the double dutching was was definitely happening, the double dutching and juggling at the same time, like yeah, it it was a uh, it was crazy. But I'm she
0: did. So the per for for if you could say anything to your client, you know who what treated you like the damn test dummy in here. Uh, what what is a note that you would would tell them?
1: Hey man, you spend the block if you want to, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's a little different over here now. You know what I'm saying? We 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 eating you know, over here and uh. Money, the money the results are hot. And you you know you missed that you missed that dream when you when you had it. So uh Yesterday's price is not today's price. Catch you next go around, cuz, but the price is high and it ain't going lower.
0: And we out. <laughs> so did you enjoy the gems I dropped today? Or feel normalized after you push play? Well, feel free to like, subscribe, and share that one time in business with me, your host, Casey Renee. Now remember, we are all in this crazy shit together.